It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast for 2023, available every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and of course, wherever you get your podcast from. And I hope you had a great Australia Day and that you were able to yesterday take the day off. Well, coming up on our Friday morning, we are talking about Sydney property investing. Yes, 2023, is that the year that you have decided to commence and start your property portfolio, in particular in Sydney? Well, we are going to be talking to Arjun from Investicate with a brand new podcast series called Property Investing for Sydney Siders. And of course, we know that Sydney has gone backwards on property prices, but some of the premium suburbs are still performing. And when you think about long-term quality property acquisitions, if you are starting to think about your portfolio this year, a suburb like Mossman might just be out of your price scale, or maybe it's not, maybe it factors into it. But either way, we are going to have a look at some of the mistakes Sydney investors make coming up next. Informing you seven days a week on the Real Estate Breakfast. Coming up in just a moment, we will have a look at that all-important weather for our Friday morning. But firstly, if you're celebrating your birthday, happy birthday to you for January the 27th. You are sharing it with David Strathen, the actor. He is turning 74. Scott Glenn, another actor, is turning 84. Patton Oswalt is turning 53, the American comedian. And also somebody who would have been celebrating their birthday today would have been Edward Smith. He was the captain of the Titanic, which went down in 1912, taking him with it. And it was a very dark day for NASA on this day back in 1963, when three astronauts died in that horrific cabin fire while preparing for the Apollo 1 mission. It's your weekday real estate breakfast with news, interviews and predictions every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. It's the main centre forecast. Let's go to Sydney first and expecting a shower or two, a high today of 27 degrees. In Melbourne, the sunshine is back. 28 degrees is your forecast top. Brisbane expecting a chance of rain. 32 is your forecast high. And in Perth, expecting a mainly fine day. Some cloudy bits and a high for you a little cooler with 27 degrees. We feature market updates, interviews and trends. It's your real estate podcast for breakfast. Well, if you're in Sydney and maybe recently you bought your first home or you've owned it for some time and maybe in the back of your mind or perhaps even the front of your mind is this idea of starting an investment property portfolio. Or perhaps you are a renter in Sydney and you've enjoyed the flexibility and lifestyle of renting. And rent vesting is kicking around in your mind and you've thought, 
to heck with it. 2023, it's the time to start a property portfolio. So potentially there is a lot to think about. There is a lot to plan for. And what should you look out for? And what are some of the common mistakes that you need to avoid to make sure that you increase your chances of a success in the Sydney property market? And joining us this morning for Property Investing for Sydney Siders, which is a new podcast series, is Arjun Paliwell. He's the Head of Research from Investicate. And good morning, Arjun. Welcome back to the Real Estate Breakfast. Thank you, my friend. It's great to be back on again. Yes, and we spoke prior to Christmas, of course, here we are back in 2023. And this is a question that I think a lot of our listeners are going to be interested in. When you review property portfolios to scale, and when I say scale, that is to take the approach beyond one to two properties, what's the first and maybe the biggest mistakes you've seen Sydney investors make in that area? Yeah, the first mistake is an interesting one. We all hear the tune of location, location, location. However, this is where the problems emerge because people think location first and then go to asset type. What the core difference is here is that when you go to locations, you think of what I like, what I love. I think this is a great area, amenities, shops, beaches, schools, all the nice things you can think of that make you feel good. And then as a first-time investor, your budget might not be as strong as those living or buying in that area because prices to get everything to fit in that we all love is quite expensive. So then what do you do? You get creative, you think of ways, and you end up looking for an asset type that makes it cheaper. Now, instead of buying a house, you end up going all the way down to a unit. And this is where people get mixed up in property investing and they get the dangers of supply risk. And supply risk is something that we should all do our best to control and not have too many properties be built or showing up. And to do that, you buy a house, not an apartment, to enable yourself to get away from the risk of that because a house in a well-built area cannot have much more built, my friend. So when you say location, does that mean that people are specifically going to be looking in their own backyards? That's a very, very big thing many first-timers do. They constantly consider the comfort of their backyard as, you know, they're new to investing. So as a result, they're likely new to locations all around the country. And so that's when that comfort really starts to come in. And so you mentioned comfort with the backyard when investing is a core factor for many. How much of a mistake can that be? This is a huge mistake in investing, and this leads on to a second point that's quite important for first-time investors. I know how comforting it can be, but when you think of the country, we look at data and we consider areas by what's called the statistical area three or shortened as SA3. Now, in simple terms, that means a cluster of suburbs. And why that's important to look at is because when we look at a city alone, it's usually too big. And when we look at a suburb alone, it's usually too small for looking at data effectively in property investing. When we look at the country, there are around 330 SA3s. So imagine as a Sydney investor, you're making a decision in your backyard, but you don't know what else is out there. You don't know what prices there could be, what demand factors there could be, what infrastructure there could be. And we start to look at the comfort. Now, I asked myself a question. If I had a property in a suburb near me and it was tenanted, how often would I go to visit it? How often would I 
try to fix everything myself as a busy professional? How often would I drive by it just to make sure things are okay and the house isn't on fire? So these are the things when you ask people, investors, they say, well, probably not much or not, not at all. And so you go, well, why can't we get this comfort out of our mind and start to really think across the country? Because rather you having access to 10 or 20 or 30 SA3s, you should be able to have the data and capture the opportunities in Australia that best grow your portfolio across all 300 plus of them. So that's a big part of making sure you don't make a mistake is you think the choices are weak when the options are weak too. Mm, yeah, okay. And the majority, as I mentioned, of Australian property investors, now they tend to own one to two investment properties. What are some of the other mistakes, Arjun, apart from what you've already mentioned, that Sydney investors make that keeps them at one to two properties and not being able to scale beyond that? Well, as, as we know in real estate, it's a property is a game of finance with houses thrown around is the common quote. So then it comes to borrowing capacity, not borrowing strategy. And this is a mistake many people make. They go, hey, bank or broker, what's my borrowing capacity? And out comes the systems after they hammer you with thousands of documents that they'd like, and then comes a number. And with this number, let's just say it is 800,000 or a million dollars. For simple numbers, we'll keep it at a million. Now, when you think of that, the mind quickly races to, well, what's the best I could get for a million? Because that's my capacity. And suddenly, all this capacity moves into one place. And what's proven in Australian real estate is that the higher the purchase price, the lower the rental yield. And as a result, the relationship of rent and purchase price starting to fade away from each other means that your borrowing capacity starts ending up a little bit lower due to not having as much of a rental return. And this is a simple calculation. If you had two properties at 500K each versus 1 million, the two at 500K each enables a little bit more borrowing power for subsequent being the third, simply because those two might rent at 500 per week each versus that million might rent at 700, 600, or even lower at times. So this is an important point that people consider borrowing capacity strategy for the long term thinking multiple assets ahead and not just going, well, I've got my capacity, let me buy the best I can. And then comes the point of where Sydney's so expensive and the best you can doesn't move the dial much as you think. So this is where Sydney investors are making a common mistake and they're soaking all their capacity into one purchase rather than scaling a portfolio that grows their capacity. Yeah, so what that is, is it's the perspective of the mindset, and I think that's probably recalibrating a lot of those first-time investors that are listening right now. What about any other tips uh, just before we head off uh, that you can give for Sydney investors? Yeah, I think the building a team is one of the most critical parts of you know, successful investors journey. Now, everyone's familiar with the bank mortgage broker because most, if not all of us need finance to purchase a property. However, the intricate parts are when you start building a team beyond that. What type of lawyer are you going to have? Is someone going to be out playing golf while you're needing a contract review urgently to make a deal happen? Or have you got someone that you're, you know, communicating with closely, working with closely that can respect that? the urgency for deal making? Are you going to have the right accountant in your team that doesn't just think of each deal? Are they going to think of the portfolio you want to build ahead and think of what you need in advance? And lastly, as you know, we run a buyer's agency, Investikit, helping Sydney investors buy all across the country. Are you going to have a buyer's agent that really remove the research process difficulties, save you time, 
these are some of the core people in your team that can really come together. And when you start building a team, not just start to look at the finance to then go and buy, you start to think beyond one or two as well. And that's where scaling starts to come in. Arjun, great to chat. Enjoy your Friday. Have a great uh, weekend and we'll talk soon. Thank you, my friend. The same to you. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.